leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Maddie Atlantic from Ring General Radio. You are listening to the 4D Podcast Network. Welcome to Hard Day Diaries. I'm your host, Andy Matfield. I want to say thank you to everyone who's liked, subscribed, commented, reviewed, and shared the podcast with friends. I appreciate all the help. Uh, the show is now on iHeartRadio and Spotify. I have some shows coming up, so please go to andymatfield.com shows to see where I'll be. Today's episode has a content warning of molestation. I'll do better at putting these out on the episodes coming up. Today, I welcome in Aaron Isaacs. All right, I'm Aaron Isaacs. I'm going to talk about when I was 24, I found out I was molested as a child. I've told this story before. I told it at a storytelling show called Real Shit in cor- at co- Comedy Corner Bar and to anyone that would listen. When I was 24, found out I was molested. Here's how it happened. I had been smoking a lot of marijuana. This is, I know you can't believe this, but years leading up to turning 24, I'd been smoking a lot of marijuana. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my life together. I'm going to stop smoking weed. So I stopped smoking weed for like a couple weeks. Or I don't, I don't remember how. I think it was like a month or two or some amount of time. But a couple days into it, I had like a crazy night terror. You were a night terror? Oh, yeah. I wake up screaming was a lot. It, Maybe it wasn't a night terror. That was your night terror experience. For me, I will wake up and feel like either paralyzed with like someone standing over me okay or i'll just wake up flat out screaming okay yeah i think this was a nice hair then because there were a couple nights where i woke up and i couldn't move but i was awake and it was really weird like i was trying to move i don't know and it felt like one of the times it felt like someone was standing over me like touching me with their hands or something like grabbing at me and then the second time It felt like they were, like, trying to, like, fuck me in the ass. It was very weird because I knew it wasn't happening. Like, intellectually, I'm, like, I'm laying in bed alone. But I could feel, like, pressure. Like, it was weird. And so I woke up the next day, and I called my mother. I called my mother, and I'm like, hey, uh," I explained the dream or uh, night air. 
And I'm like, did anything like that happen to me when I was a kid? Because I'm very aware of these things. When I was young, I listened to like Loveline a lot. I don't know if you ever listened to Loveline. Yeah. Garbage show with <laughs> two horrible people. And uh, they would talk about like people call up and talk about they were molested and stuff. And so in my head, I'm thinking like, that's probably what happened super fucked up whatever i call my mom i ask her and she's like kind of denying it and i'm like i felt something like in my ass did anything like that happen and she's like no and i'm like really and she's like not in your ass (laughs) and i was like what and she's like you had a babysitter i think it was like around two who like put his penis in my mouth i think my guess is other stuff happened too but that was like the thing I could like articulate at yeah. that age, you know, to be yeah. like, hey, mom, like this happened. So so she told me that. And this I was like two and the kid was like 12 or 13. He was my neighbor. And so I told my parents and they went and like confronted his parents and were like, this happened. And my dad was like ready to like beat up a 12 year old, which is a weird thing but also kind of made me feel good i'm like yeah dad beat up that 12 year old uh so they confront him and they're like oh i'm sorry that's insane since he was like 12 they didn't like get the police involved like i think they told the police but they weren't like pressing charges or something it's like weird he's like 12 and a couple weeks to a month later they just move they just move away because, like, everyone, I think, I my personal theory is that the kid, if you're 12 and you're doing that, you're probably the victim of something similar. Yeah. And my guess is... You start so, pulling the blinds away and people are starting to see what's happening. Yeah. The, the, someone in that family was doing something to the kids. And then they were like, now that it's getting out, we can just move versus, you know, it's not like the internet was around it was 1991 or two whatever so this was like a crazy thing for me because my whole life i was super weird about sex like i was very anxious this is normally where i start the story it's like oh when i was younger i was very anxious i couldn't talk to girls that i liked and like i couldn't like if i was attracted it was like very weird like i just it, I, it felt like you watch westworld yeah. Yeah. So you know when like they like reset the host and they just kind of go blank. That was what it felt like to me. I'd be like walk up to a girl and I'd want to talk to her and then I would just be so anxious that I would just have not, like I'd walk away. Like they're just I couldn't do it. Do a drive by real quick. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. I, 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 just walk. Yeah, and then I'd hit a mailbox. <laughs> um and I was very like low self-esteem and frustrated because of this because it was like one i mean culturally there's so much like what's the word like they say like you have sex like guys they have sex it's like dope like you want to get laid like women being able to get women is like a show of like how awesome you are and whatever the fuck dumb things that aren't true you know what i mean yeah absolutely yeah but i had that in my head and that combined with, like, this inability to even talk to women I was attracted to until I was maybe, like, 19 or 20. And even then, it took, like, a girl who was into me, like, pretty much just, like, grabbing me and making out with me. And I was like, oh, okay. 
I was very upset with myself. I hated myself. I wondered what was wrong with me. And I was like, hey, now I know. And I it could accept this thing inside me that was very like, you know, it was something I dealt with my whole life. And it was like, instead of being mad at myself for something I could not control, I was like, this is just like PTSD, yeah. and, you know? And like, I mean, I still am probably nervous in you know sexual situations and stuff but i can deal with it better you know what's a therapy but it's just it was crazy because like once i found this out i thought like these are going to be dark times like i'm gonna have to go to therapy i'm gonna have to deal with this but really i got happier because i could accept myself yeah and you knew a little bit more what was going on yeah exactly i understood myself it was just very weird because cri- people, I mean, you're a comedian. I think we're all very critical of each other. I know yeah. my family, I, I, it's kind of like a Jewish thing. They're all very critical of each other and themselves. And so if I could do a quick message, quick, <laughs> quick, uh, quick PSA. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I'm not perfect. I started saying recently just to further become my father. That's how he starts every thing. He's like. Aaron, I'm not perfect. We're having breakfast at Perkins at 8.45. I'm like, great. <laughs> what would perfect breakfast be? No, it's just like he wants to remind me when I think back on our times together. He's like, gotcha. oh, that's right. He's not perfect. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I think that uh, self-acceptance is very important. Key to being happy. I have learned to accept myself. From here, going to therapy, you know, finding out I was molested, could deal with this thing, figuring out what my real values are. We do stand-up comedy, so there's so much discouragement. You know, maybe you don't get something you want, a festival or whatever, or someone you think you're better than gets whatever. And it's like you can get hard on yourself. But, like, you know, like, we're friends, but if I'm really feeling, like, shitty about myself... And I'm piling on myself. What can I really call like, you know, like you got to you got to just be kind to yourself. You only have one you. Well, I think just flipping the mentality to a stand up is a lot of people think, oh, what went wrong with that set? Yeah. What went right? If you focus on what went right. Yeah. Just takeaways like, oh, what did I do? Well, yeah, you can focus on that. How do you do the good things better? Oh, man, we should just do a quick mini WTF episode (laughs) now where we talk about stand up and how. Yeah. Think about what went right. And also, you're not always going to do well. But if you do what you want to do and the crowd doesn't like it, it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it was like a disconnect. You know, like crowd that wasn't for you. Yeah, you're going to get those. Also, oh man, oh god, I hate I hate stand up because it just leads to this. It leads to me being like, "Hey, if you're bombing, just talk to the crowd." What else yeah. did we need to cover? I feel like it was pretty good about the molestation thing. I don't yeah. I don't remember it happening, but I had like a super fucked up childhood afterwards. Like my, I had like anxiety and depression like fucking no friends i thought no jewish kid would ever be my friend because i didn't wear abercrombie yeah because there were like five kids at my synagogue that wore abercrombie and i was like they'll never they'll never take me in my garage sale clothes 
Wait, <laughs> what, should we wrap it up? How long has it been? Like, I mean, you could talk about, if you want, what the therapy process looked okay. like. Okay, that's like a that... good, that's a really, oh my God, so good. So many things to talk about now. Okay, let me tell you about therapy. Do you go to therapy? I don't. Did you ever? No, I've, I've You've never. You've never gone to therapy? No. I got a oh, psychology degree thinking that it was buddy. cheaper than going to therapy. Turns out I could have got $40,000 worth of therapy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, so you got a psychology degree, you never got in therapy? Never got into therapy. Do you ever re- you read books? I used to. Yeah, like like self-help books or anything like that? No, I don't read self-help books. What do books. you do? Do you take medication of any kind? For, I take vitamin D. But I mean for uh, like mental health. No. No, okay. no I I, uh, I make sure that I do self-care. Yeah. Uh, I make sure that I'm realistic with the goals that I set for myself. Uh, I make sure that uh, if, say, if something's going wrong, I vocalize it. That's good. Uh, yeah, you're. Yeah, okay. So you're pretty. You're you're checking in on yourself. Yeah. I lived my life without knowing how to do that for a long time. So therapy was a real eye opener for me. Where I was like, they're like, yeah, you deserve to be treated like a human being. Like that was a weird thing my therapist told me, and I was like, you're saying this, and I already knew it, but hearing it is like weirdly something I needed. I don't know. Affirmation. So I wanted because I was very resentful towards my parents for not telling me about this until I was 20. Until I literally, like... Because if I... I don't think if I had quit smoking pot, I would have had the night terrors because you don't dream when you smoke weed. At least when you smoke a lot of weed, you, you don't remember your dreams. And so I don't think... This is, oh man, I don't think it was like a coincidence, you know? I used to say, and I kind of do believe this, that my brain knew I was ready to like yeah. deal with it, which is like, I I don't necessarily, I think it was m- more that I just like quit smoking pot and could remember my dreams. But I was at a point in my life where I could deal with it because I had had sex and I was more comfortable sexually and stuff. Because it was like, it was weird. It wasn't like I got over it when I found out. I'd kind of gotten over it. I was still nervous, but. Yeah, I mean, it's a heavy thing. It's, but I had, I had a really wonderful first girlfriend who took my virginity, which was like such a, it was like such a positive experience. It almost fucked up sex for me because I like tie it to love so much because we like fell in love before we had sex and then we had sex and was like oh she's so cool whatever and uh yeah that was like 10 years ago so therapy with my parents i'm in there i'm fucking pissed i'm yelling at them you didn't tell me this my dad is autistic i don't know if you knew that i didn't know that oh yeah my dad's autistic so i was already going to therapy years before that to kind of deal with that so up until that point, I was like good with my parents, but I wasn't good with myself, I guess. And if you're not good with yourself, you're really not good with other people too, I yeah. think. So, you know, they apologized or whatever. We went a lot. We talked about it. I told them how it felt. It's really, it was very weird because like my, as a kid, every night I had trouble sleeping. I'm assuming that was maybe related. Maybe not. I don't know. But it was like I was afraid of the dark. I was afraid of everything. And then it was like I thought like, oh, if I'd known, I wouldn't have felt this way. But it's not true. But ultimately, I just had to accept them, you know, again, because I'd already gone to therapy to talk about my 
talk, like figure out my relationship with my dad and he's autistic. So he says and does a lot of things that I would think like he's hurting my feelings. Yeah. I'm like, why? I'm like, why are you doing this? And he gets mad at me and I don't understand. And then my therapist was like, he doesn't understand that he's hurting your feelings. And it never occurred to me. And she's like, she told me, she's like, when you scold your father like that, it, it, he, you know, he can't do it. He's autistic. You're basically like yelling at someone in a wheelchair for not being able to walk. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But it, I blew my fucking mind. Cause I was like my whole life. I was like, why can't he just do this? You know, why yeah. can't he just treat me the way I think I need to be treated? And then it turns out I was the one that had to change. Yeah. You had to accept yeah. him. For I had to accept him. And I did. And we still like, I mean, it's not perfect, but I like literally have the best relationship with my parents that I've had my entire life. It's insane. Like it's actually something I'm proud of. That's awesome. And something I can talk about without irony because <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah you, I mean, you grew together. And yeah. There's and this- like, yeah, there's yeah. that thing where you, they obviously weren't trying to hurt you. They just no. thought this was the better plan and of attack they, for you. They were not fit parents. <laughs> like, I have an older brother who's not raised by them. He moved out when he was like 11 or 12. And the same was going to happen to me, but my grandparents were like too old to take me in. Gotcha. And my brother's a lawyer in Washington, D.C. And I think... If I had moved in with my grandparents, I wonder, because I deliver pizza and do stand-up comedy in the evening. I made $25 last night doing stand-up comedy. Can you believe that? I I can believe that. I've done that room. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that if I had done that, if I had moved in with them, I would not be happy. Because, like, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know. I like stand-up. I could do comedy and be... And a successful person. I, I think maybe that's just something I'm telling myself. So I feel better about not being, not finishing college. Honestly, no. no. I, I did. I've worked my way through the corporate ladder and all yeah. that stuff. I went to college. I did all that stuff. And there's that artistic part of me that was never filled. And it's like, here's the, like, I have depression and stuff, but I'm like a pretty optimistic person and like yeah. pretty happy. Like, depression is like, uh, medical thing but like i like keep my brain i also like had to stop like watching so many violent movies and playing i mean i still play dark souls but that's not like realistic you just know you're not gonna win that game no well i love dark i mean do you like it dark souls is fucking hard yeah it's great though like that's what i like is i and i mean i literally make my roommate sit next to me while i play and tell me exactly what to do and i still fuck it up but but it's i like it but i also like that it's not it's violent but it's not like i'm when i look at it i'm not like this is real violence yeah you know what i mean like the difference yeah but then like i used to play like gta and all the and i watch like horror movies constantly which i honestly i still like because horror movies are usually so formulaic that it's like even if it is violent you're not like yeah you know it's fake but i don't know i just I would indulge in too many dark things and listen to depressing music. And it's literally like you can help yourself a little bit by just cutting that out. Uh, I like to watch really bad movies. Yeah, me too. But 
I have a twist to it. Yeah. I watch them from the perspective of this could be someone's first movie they ever did uh, and how fucking jacked they were to tell their friends that they did a movie. so funny. So then when you watch that and then you watch the movie with that in the back of your head, regardless of how good or bad the movie is, you have this like, someone was jacked to work on this. I mean, I'm sure the thing <laughs> that was like crazy is, it, yeah, there's someone whose first job every movie was someone's first job probably they're like yeah i got my start i catered like some garbage geely or whatever so i like to watch them similar to you where you're like this is someone's first job i like to try to immerse myself in the world of the movie and like especially it's a bad horror movie yeah because it's just so fucking dumb like truth or dare is was like a really fun movie for me to watch because I was laughing the whole time. I was stoned, but it makes no sense. It's horrible. Really? And it's, yeah, it's just like they're slinging together these like kind of cool stunts and deaths and stuff. It's also rated PG 13. Okay. So it's like a final destination style. Yes. Bad. There's a, yeah, yeah, it's worse. There's a scene that I found so fucking funny. Like there's, there's the other thing is like these movies, I think, it would work as a comedy because they have one of the best. They're building it up. What's it called? Like a bait and switch. They have one of the funniest bait and switches that serves no purpose to the plot whatsoever. It's like, it's a total red herring. You're like, this is going to be bad. I guess it like kind of like barely comes back later, but it could have been anything. <laughs> and it's like, just see it. I don't want to spoil it. Cause it like, I laughed my fucking ass off so hard. It's great. Okay, I got to watch it. All right, I suppose we should probably put the wheels back on this little puppy. Let's see. So we were talking about your dad and how you uh, accepted him. Yeah. Like how you finally accepted him through all the therapy and stuff. Yeah. I was blaming other people for my problems. And it's kind of like, ultimately, you, you have to look at yourself, you know? And like, yeah, like I didn't have a great upbringing and I might have like missed some things being raised but i can't just hold on to that forever you know i can't just be mad at my father and it's also like he loves me and did honestly do the best that he could even if it wasn't what i needed so i can respect that you know and i love him and he's like the only yeah i don't know god just jumping back yeah we flashpointed but i used to like go to therapy with him and it would be like tell my therapist what was bugging me about him and then she would explain it to him and then he would be like that's not he would say like that's not essentially what happened but it's just not how he perceived it and so you know like it was weird because we did that for like years and then eventually i don't know maybe my therapist was like had the epiphany like oh he needs to just accept him or maybe she was like i can keep him here for years and then fix it (laughs) after i've made a lot of money but she was like yeah you have to accept him and i realized yeah i do and i did and i mean he still embarrasses me sometimes but i embarrass myself more so i can't (laughs) yeah i mean every dad embarrasses their kids i mean my dad embarrasses me all the time love him and i enjoy that he does it he can keep doing it all day long yeah (laughs) Yeah. what do you do to embarrass you oh man 
Uh, I stopped playing sports because my dad was one of those guys that's like, head in the game. I'm like, dad, I'm on the bench. Like, how can I have my head in the... I'm on the bench. That's funny. Uh, Yeah, so I don't don't enjoy sports. Uh, Obviously, he wanted to do what was best for me by doing that and, like, trying to get me, like, powered up. And and be involved. I didn't... I don't... Sports are fine. Like, don't get me wrong, but they're just not for me, you know? Yeah, it's... But, you know, like, he was trying to be involved, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I didn't... I wish I'd stuck with it, with sports to some extent, but it's also, like... You know, if I had done like magic cards, I I, I just needed like a, a social group, you know, like an activity. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think we were talking about, too, about the uh, just like the artistic outlet. Yeah. You, know, you can do so you can be successful. But at the end of the day, it is, if you're not successful and you're not fulfilling what you feel important, like what's important to you, it doesn't matter. You're not going to feel happy. You're not going to have that sense of worth that you want. I don't know, man, because like who I there I feel like there aren't enough artistic outlets for people. Do you do you you don't think so? You think there are? There's a lot of outlets, and the the problem is like we don't value art. Yeah, at what we do with other stuff. So it's like if you're a really great artist and it's what you love, you're gonna starve. Like that's yeah. just this if just you the try path. to make it your job. Yeah. So I mean, you get that where people are like, well, I'm passionate about this and I'm good at it and I love it, but. I can't pay the bills, so yeah. I have to put this on the back burner. I can't devote. Well, I work it. during the day, so I can do stand up at night. But if I worked at night, I'd make a lot more money. But I'd just rather do stand up. You know, it fulfills you. Yeah, and I, the other job is just a means to pay the bills. Yeah, and it's fine. I don't know, but a lot. It's always weird when someone's very successful and gets into stand up. My mom just texted me, "I love you." Um, she must have known. All right. Well, yeah. should we rein it back in? Yeah. Yeah. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Let's wrap it. So let's see. Uh, therapy. We just talked about that. Fi- embracing things you love. How do we bring this puppy home? Well, the way I end the story, that was super funny. People laughed at was uh, to go back. I was talking about how I could accept myself. Mm-hmm. Now that I knew I was molested, everything made sense. So then I was like, I guess I'm happy. I'm happier now knowing I was molested. So go tell your kids they were molested to make them happy. I don't really think oh that's how I ended it. That's it. <laughs> it's so dark. Ah, it's not dark. It's just stupid, man. See, this is the thing. Is it's like you can't take you can't take something that's a dark topic. And try to just do a comedic turn on it because then they think about the ramifications of a room of people telling their kids they were molested. True. But obviously, like, <laughs> the message wouldn't be tell your kids, you know, it'd be like, accept yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you, the old bait and switch. Yeah. But it's like, just, yeah, just fucking... accept who you are. You're like, no, just. Yeah. So lie go to tell them. your kids. <laughs> But, I mean, no, yeah, you accept who you are and, like, your shortcomings, too, you know? Because, like, I'm, it's not like I was, like, all of a sudden, like, healed. That's probably a good way to end, though. Ultimately, man, do you feel good? I feel great. And, like, honestly, that thing was, like, bugging me for some reason. That dream. Like, I couldn't tell anyone. Like, how do you, like, okay, I just saw a podcast or whatever. 
But it's like, I can't be like, hey, uh, guy that works at Domino's, let me tell you about my morning. That does it for this episode of Hard Day Diaries. Please review, like, share, etc., all that stuff. It helps me get on lists for people to listen to. You can find me on andymatfield.com or at Matfield on social media. Saturday, August 18th at 8 p.m., I'll be at Flat Earth Brewery, hosting the first show I've ever produced and put together. So uh, please come out and support that. It's a $5 show. I'd love to see you out there. Tell me you listen. Give me a high five, all that stuff. Uh, it'd be awesome to see you. You can also find other dates on my website as well, andymatfield.com forward slash shows. If you would like to be on the show, please contact me at harddaydiaries at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, tell me about your hard days.